There's no question that sex is a wonderful thing, but it's a lot like fire. If we do not handle it appropriately and with care, it's likely that we will end up getting burned. And there's hardly a thing more hypnotic than adopting the sex googly eyes and we can no longer recognize what is right, wrong, up or down. Listen to this conversation with me and my wife as we address some of our successes and many of our failures and the power of sex in relationships. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. Hello, Blenders. I have a very special guest with me. She is my favorite, my wife, Mrs. Wallace. What's up, babe? Hi. How you doing? Am I still a special guest at this point? You are a super special guest. Actually, I'm sure that there are listeners that will not entertain my voice unless you're present. <laughs> I'm sure there's a demographic. Please let us know if that's the case. Please let us know. Send me, a, send us messages. I don't take offense to it. She is legit the better half of myself. So if anything, um, you know, <laughs> I'll take it as a compliment. Okay. Yeah, it works. I'm getting points right now. I'm getting points. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And this is an episode where we are addressing the point system. uh, That being (laughs) uh, men, we would prefer that that existed. But we are going to be talking about sex. Uh, We have started a series entitled Stuck Without Commitment. And I kind of hinted toward this series in a previous episode, but instead of binding before commitment, I went with stuck without commitment just because, you know, it just sounds spicier. But in general, we're essentially referring to when we're in a relationship and we bind ourselves prior to establishing an expectation, both practically in practice, literally committing to one another, such as marriage, as well as kind of establishing a verbal expectation. These are our goals. These are our plans. This is what we want from our relationship and mapping that out. And within the blended family dynamic, both of which, both the verbal, the planning, as well as the practical and having some some things in place, positioning your relationship for just solidarity and permanence. Those things are very important. So in a nutshell, this series is going to be about how we can end up stuck in relationships as a result of our actions, kind of saying commitment, but the actual commitment, the things that pertain to longevity in a relationship aren't actually there. So it's going to be really good. Yes. So so this is going to be a great series today. We are talking about the point system that being it's not a point system sorry uh we're talking about sex we are talking about sex and it is and me okay okay but I had to do it. She had to get that fixed. She had to do it. <laughs> um, but we're talking about sex. This is a, a an extremely important topic that is I can't say anymore that it's not talked about enough. If anything, it's 
it's talked about a lot, maybe too much, but in a way that is not profitable for relationships for, and we've found that for ourselves and we'll get into that a bit during this topic or during this conversation. Um, but that's going to be our, uh, our topic for today. And yeah, it's going to be really good. And before we get into it, I want to talk about what, what sex is essentially beyond simply the physical act and, and culture would suggest, and this is the extreme version of the understanding of sex as far as culture's approach to it, but it is a, a physical act that is derived in personal pleasure, and <laughs> culture tends to function on a, a bit of a point system, unfortunately. Uh, you likely hear these days, I know that some of us are a bit more seasoned in life, so we're not so exposed to such verbiage but you hear something like body count and which is ridiculous it's super gross like people go up to other individuals and ask what's your body count i'm thinking like which is insane killed that's essentially what it comes from but um and equating sex the act to something like the reference of a body count or something like that and just diluting the significance of the act and it's also a way in which people attempt to acquire some some type of affirmation whereby they're asking you know how did i perform how did i do so it's just like again derived in personal pleasure um there's also the desire to connect with another individual but it's just corrupted because it's again been diluted and simplified in such a in such a way versus what it is it is a a god-given beautiful act that was designed to be conducted between a husband and a wife i'm sorry i know that's not popular but thems are the facts and i know this is not 500 bc but there's a reason why sex signified the solidifying of a relationship and of marriage the phrase used was the consummation of your marriage or your relationship which means really just to bring your relationship to a point of completion but even if you remove the ancient practice of consummating a relationship it's apparent that a husband and wife is the safest and the most purposeful circumstance whereby sex should happen and this is something again where we've learned this the hard way we really have um, but we've learned that it's designed for that covenant relationship and it's a, a way in which people achieve intimacy physically mentally spiritually it strengthens the bond between uh individuals a husband and a wife um it's obviously for procreation as well um but it is a special thing and it gets better with time it, it is some, it is something that only improves only gets more fulfilling and more satisfying especially when you have the commitment and we're not building from the position of of being stuck and you know moving a little too fast so generally speaking that's kind of what sex is what it looks like both culturally as well as what it's designed for most people fall somewhere in the middle um not a lot of people i don't believe most function in that cultural extreme where it's just this super insignificant act and they don't care um most people do desire connection with people but again because of all the voices because of all of the 
inferences and the suggestions concerning what sex is, um, as well as our kind of corrupted experiences and whatnot. Uh, sex is, is something that most people, in my opinion, don't have a good grasp of, a healthy grasp concerning. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people actually look down on people when they wait until marriage. Yeah. You know, and they, for lack of better terms, make fun of the fact that they did. Um, so it's skewed from both ends. It absolutely is. Yeah. And I'm, that just made me think, uh, I can't. When you think about or you uh, see a commercial or something like that, and there's a couple that's kind of engaging in some type of sex or relationship, unless it's insurance, <laughs> insurance, they'll have a married couple just like, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> legit. What is the, what's the duck one? The, uh, Affleck. Affleck. <laughs> they'll have a, you did that. Wow. You did that. Well, <laughs> you've been practicing. Um, but they'll show a married couple in that circumstance. But when it comes to a Trojan commercial or something like that, or just like some other form of intimate, physical intimacy between a man and a woman, um, those tend to be just like a dating relationship. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just a reflection of what culture deems priority. Culture puts sex in relationship. Um, like it's more special or it's more potent or more powerful if outside of the marriage relationship. And there are plenty of things behind that, but it's, it's something to be mindful of. It is. Um, so we're going to talk on this subject, um, and we're going to be answering some questions and, uh, from our perspective and our experience and, uh, it'll be good. I'm excited. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So the first one, why is commitment important? before having sex with someone i'm going to go first with this one there's a few different reasons um when you aren't really committed um i'm going to say in a marriage relationship um when it comes to sex there's lots of things that can happen Uh, for instance pregnancy procreation with someone that you will most likely not be with um, for the rest of your lives Mm -hmm. And therefore, it makes a situation like ours, actually, um, where it's blended and it gets a little bit more complicated. So I think to remove some complication, um, avoid doing that. Yeah, I think just the foundation um, and Mm -hmm. tend to talk about that frequently on this podcast. But with the foundation provides security for the now as well as just security and an expectation for what's to come. So when people are building a house, for instance, obviously they're mindful of the state, the city that they're in, the, the, the weather conditions, <laughs> just the codes and just all things for on a daily basis during a state of mundane that things are functional, um, but they're also preparing for when if and when a storm comes, um, therefore they're preparing storm drains and things of that nature. They're also solidifying the structure so that if the wind blows hard enough, um, that things remain intact and you can build from that foundation and that should apply or be reflected in our relationships. We get a solid commitment going. And then from there, we determine whether we can do relationship with one another and how we're going to go about doing it. But if we skip those steps and um, sometimes we are in the midst of building that foundation and and then, you know, because of the attraction, because 
of the absence of boundaries or just a lack of mindfulness concerning the need for boundaries will have sex prior to establishing that commitment. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves building from sex. And that's an upside down house um, because our filters end up being corrupted and all of a sudden we're not thinking as straight as we would have been absent of taking that step and becoming kind of stuck in that way. Yeah, because, you know, part of it is when you do begin having sex with somebody for the first time, your body has an adjustment period typically. And so sometimes if you do that before, you might be, you know, for lack of better terms, turned off by the situation because it's not what you imagined Mm -hmm. uh, prior to the official commitment. And so that does play a big part in it. And I think that if you don't, the commitment that you're referring to as far as prior and, you know, establishing things Mm -hmm. is important because if you, if you don't, you do just focus on, you get wrapped up in that. Yeah. You focus on the sex, you get wrapped up in that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Very much so. It's easy to, uh, especially again, when you are in that state where all things are well, this is the perfect human being. And I think about just someone on the other side of separation or divorce and them engaging in this. And they're at a point where they have someone's attention. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you think or believe you're convinced that maybe this is not something that will come about again, as far as the opportunity to connect with someone in this capacity. And, and then all of a sudden we're just all the more enthralled by just this relationship and caught up in it. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to the next question. Why do people overlook the consequences of sex? And when I say consequences, there are both positive consequences as well as negative consequences. But when people are thinking about sex, engaging in sex, we tend to throw out some of the more severe ramifications of the act. So why do people engage in it and just totally go blank when it comes to the consequences? I think there's something that happens in our brain, you know, when it comes <laughs> it is, to, no, legit, sure. like something happens yeah. in our brain. And so we just, we want something. Yeah. And it's like, you got to have it. And reason is out the window. And reason is out the window. Yeah. You literally it's you're like blinded by it and so when i think when you are engaging in it um it's like when you do something wrong feels good in the moment and then right after you're like dang it and i don't think some people have that because it's they're numb to it one Mm -hmm. or two it's worth it yeah it's worth it because like you said, sometimes it's attention. Sometimes it feels good. Yeah. Sex is supposed to feel good. That's how yeah. God created it. It's yeah. not supposed to be a bad thing. Yeah. Um, so when you are engaging in that, it's it's hard to see the negative ramifications of it when you're when you care about somebody. You mm-hmm. know, when it, it was difficult to keep my hands off of you um, before we got married because I wanted to experience all of you. Yeah. Um, but waiting would have been better um and we know that um even though we didn't physically you know go all the way Mm -hmm. um it still played a huge role and we didn't see it until after marriage you know absolutely we felt bad because we knew we shouldn't have been but we didn't really feel it and know it until after we got married and i think a lot of people 
have sex with different people and they don't realize how it's going to affect them until they do have that commitment and they are married. Absolutely. And that's some of the consequences, whether it is previous partners and even a few previous partners Mm -hmm. can again corrupt your experience with the person that you have finally found a committed relationship with and you think about again somebody that um experienced divorce or something like that and yes you were committed and you expressed vows with this under other individual and now you find yourself in another entanglement (laughs) relationship whatever you would call it um and and then the consequence of connecting with this person in this capacity and how it not just affects you, not only does it bind you to this individual, but it, indirectly, your children are now very closely associated with this person. And that's something that we tend to overlook. Whatever we, the relationships that we engage in, especially the most intimate ones, they will, there will be a ripple effect with our relationships that being our children that could be our in-laws that could be our friend groups and things of that nature um and then there are the consequences of obviously having a child there are the consequences of having an std or something of that nature i don't think they call them that anymore they pro they probably just <laughs> made it a cupcake term. I really don't think they call it that anymore. They call it germ exchange now, maybe. <laughs> just go, let's go. Let's <laughs> on. Let's on. Um, and and then <laughs> sorry, um, and then not to mention the fact that when you're engaging in sex with someone, let's say you know, let's not give the benefit of the doubt of the doubt. It's not a one night stand. It's not after three dates. Maybe it's three months in. Um, And maybe you have been friends with this individual for a little bit. So you feel like you know them decently, but three months of a relationship and then you engage in sex. Guess what? You still had sex with a bit of a stranger, Hmm. to be honest, because I, for instance, know you more now than the first time we had engaged in sex compared to then you were a stranger at that point compared to who you are to me now. And therefore, it's just really important to be mindful of who we're doing that stuff with and how we are giving ourselves to other people. That's a huge consequence. Yeah. I mean, I I know we're not getting into it this part, this part yet, but when you do have sex with somebody that's not your spouse, that person has a piece of you. Yeah. Like they got they got to experience something with you that nobody should. Like, I, it would be so great if I can say, personally, mm-hmm. that you were the only person I've ever had sex with. Because thinking about it, it's really gross thinking about it now that I had. And so, uh, how special is it to have it with just your spouse? Yeah. That's, I, I don't know if many people can say that. Anytime I have heard, I'm like super excited for that person, for that, for that couple that waited until they were married. I'm like, that was hard. I know it was hard, (laughs) you know, especially if you guys have been dating for three years and then now you're married, that's hard. Um, but special. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And there is that fortunately we don't live with regret. We can recall the fact that we did, you know, have those experiences with other people and we have a better understanding today as well as early on in our relationship as to 
the severity of those things we learned over time, um, especially early in our relationship as those things were impacting us, just how big a deal it was, obviously bringing humans, a human into our relationship. But it's we can see and understand now that it, it is very important. And that doesn't mean that there is shame in this in this moment, because we do believe that God works all things out for good. And he's absolutely worked this out. But it is really important to start with the understanding that mistakes were made. Um, we were whether deceived or we were ignorant, naive or just dumb and just making mistakes that didn't serve us at the time and they they proved to be a threat later on in the relationships and concerning the things that actually matter do we did we allow those threats to to win nope we didn't um fortunately and but not every relationship can say that some relationships do come to an end or worse because of the history that we bring into our relationships. We bring we bring all the brat baggage. We bring all of us. We don't just forget about what was. Um, we are an accumulation of our decision-making and our experiences. Does it define us totally, perfectly? No. Um, but those things do shape us to a degree. So it's really important that we're mindful of that and we're not just totally naive concerning our history. It was really good. Uh, so the third question, uh, what does it mean when someone can engage in sex and not experience attachment or bonding? I'll get into this one. And this is when we get into the more extreme, the cultural perspective concerning sex. And again, we're moving, we're, we're getting to a point where it's just all about, it's how you feel. Mm -hmm. It's about what pleases you, what brings pleasure to you. And that means there are oftentimes people, and I'll, I'll speak on both uh, the male and female species. Uh, from a male's perspective, this is there's a driving force, and there is a both a desire as well as a need to a degree. Um, not that we can't exercise self control, but the desire to mate, to have sex with a woman, is strong. It is very strong. It is. Men think about it a lot. It's insane. Ladies, I know that ladies on this podcast that listen to it and then think about it a lot. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, I <laughs> let my wife know how frequently uh, <laughs> that I think about it. This was a while ago, years ago. And she was shocked. And then she told me how frequently she thinks about it. And I was shocked and very disappointed. And I began to pray, Lord, if not middle ground, just have her lean more so <laughs> in my direction. That would be great. But men, they they desire it. And then there is this whole conquering aspect. Again, that's just the, the corrupted kind of perspective concerning sex. And and then you just throw all the other crap on there. And it's just about it's just about pleasure. It's about uh, personal pleasure and getting a good review. Um, and then from a, a female's perspective, a woman's perspective, uh, there is the desire to connect with an individual. There is the more humane and the emotional aspect tied to having sex. So I, I would say a source of affirmation. Absolutely. So I would say that it is when a woman 
can say that they don't experience the bond or attachment. That tends to be a little bit more alarming for me, to be honest, just because like women tend to want longevity, security and deep connection and just doing the whole wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. That would mean that they'd have to turn off all of those agencies that typically pertain to their biological makeup and their relational tendencies. But when when women settle for what the culture suggests, as well as the idiocy of men and what their desires are, then there can be the compromise and the hope that things will proceed to the point of commitment. You know, And that's not always the case for men and women. Sometimes, yeah. you know, people do operate a little differently, so don't take any offense yeah. to it. But it is how we're naturally typically built um and unfortunately also this i feel like the you got to talk about pornography and men's Mm. experience with that and And how and women as well Mm -hmm. women as well but there is a significant uh portion of men that engage in pornography and it corrupts the perspective and this was also my personal experience um i was told that this was a healthy act i was told that it's a good practice in order to, you know, prepare for that committed relationship. And it was just the furthest thing from the truth. It really corrupts your understanding of what sex is, as well as the dehumanization of individuals and seeing people as body parts and seeing people as tools of pleasure. pleasure. And I'm really glad that um, God protected me and he didn't allow me to go to the depths of corruption that some have gone to although you know i went much further than i I desire as far as entertaining that at all but uh, fortunately have victory over that but it really messes people up it really does so again there are men and women connecting with one another there's from the woman's perspective a desire to connect with a man especially um hey the daddy issues thing is real (laughs) It is when you don't have a man loving you, affirming you and supporting you, um, one that you can lean on and get affection from information, whatever the case advice. um, And you haven't had that growing up through the more important stages of your development, um, then there is going to be a greater likelihood to fall for, you know, just a jerk um, just because he gives attention or a good guy that gives attention, you know, it's. Not always just because they're a good guy doesn't mean that you can't you should engage in those things because yeah. they're offering it. It's not just it's not just the the jerks. Very true. So it's just really important for as far as when there is the experience of just not feeling much of anything. Obviously, we talked about what sex is and relate its significance to a degree. And if that's not your experience, then there's an issue. Then there is uh, an issue in whether not, well, not just understanding Um, when you, again, you've gotten to that pretty extreme level. um, Then there are some, some issues, some deep seated issues that need to be addressed, whether via therapy, some major prayer um, and some support. You get yourself around some men and women that have been together for however many years, 20 plus years or something like that. And it's important to have connection with individuals that are doing it well and they're doing it in a way that is right. 
opposed to just living how we want and pursuing pleasure. All right. Fourth question. How can people better protect themselves from escaping pressure to have sex or pursue sex? How can people better protect themselves um, or escape the pressure to have sex or to pursue sex? Don't put yourself in compromising situations. Mm -hmm. So you're obviously attracted to the person that you're with or you most likely wouldn't be with them. So avoid being alone with that person in a room with the door closed. uh, Avoid, you know, trips away where it's just you two. So I think avoiding those compromising situations and then get accountability. Um, For you and I, we were good until we stopped having accountability. Yeah. Because nobody was asking about it anymore. We weren't going to anybody about our relationship anymore. And it was easier to justify things and to, you know, it's not slip into anything. It's it's easier to make those decisions because the attraction was real and it was big. (laughs) And that's, and because we both had had sex previously, we wanted to have that with each other and share that with each other. So it was easier to justify that. Yeah. Because we knew that we wanted to, we knew we wanted to get married, so we thought that that was okay. Yeah. And even though, again, we didn't physically go all the way, we still engaged in different forms of sex. Uh, we're we're getting real on this podcast, guys. Episode. We didn't do the baby making stuff. All right. I'm just gonna, you know. There are there are other there forms are other of sex. forms of 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 uh, sex. Yeah, they got it. Message received. Um, <laughs> still sex, people. We didn't. We we did. Okay. No, let's not people. even. No, I'm gonna be. Oh I'm gonna keep gosh. it. One hundred. We didn't physically kiss on the lips until we were engaged, but we had already done other things. We had already done the things. That's how deceived we were. We were like a couple freaking teenagers. Yeah, dude. It's not that had no idea just about the real world. Just ridiculous. Okay. Oh man, that's a, t- a little too much information about me. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Sydney. She took our engagement photos. <laughs> oh my! Sorry, Sydney. You're terrible for that. Wow. She took our engagement photos. She stopped her first. That's why. Oh, okay. So, uh, what I would say in order to escape the uh, the pressure. Um, and the, just the pursuit of, of sex and whatnot, I'd say a couple things, get to know yourself really well. I think that, um, getting off of social media and mm. things of that nature, stop hearing, stop listening to the voices of everybody else and kind of drawing from everyone else's opinion or experience. I think it really allows for us to see how we're really feeling opposed to, our thoughts, our expectations, our beliefs con- constantly being interpreted by somebody else based on their thoughts, their feelings, and their experience. I think that's something that's really, really important. I think also just opening your eyes, taking a look around, and being able to assess the reality of things. Because again, if we're constantly, if we're flooded with opinions and things of that nature, then we are keen to things that may be true and may be not true depending on 
what we are, what our process consists of. Um, and what I mean by that is if you see, if you are surrounded by people that are engaging in the hookup culture and they're just a bunch of unsatisfied people, then maybe you don't do that. Well, again, you look to the committed relationship that is healthy and functional, not perfect, but these people are doing it well and their kids are healthy and satisfied. All right. What are some of the things that you are doing? And maybe you are in uh, the phase of dating. Maybe you are on the brink of divorce. You can draw from just those experiences and from those people and just kind of just see like we are very intelligent individuals. We are like, as far as our ability to mentally and practically put ourselves in, in situations and positions that we've never been in. So we can assess things and say, Hey, this will serve me versus this behavior that will not serve me. And that's again, prior to even engaging it. So kind of just assess things and like, (laughs) You could just be observant Um, and ask questions like just because you're not engaging in sex doesn't mean you can't talk about it. Yeah, because when the time comes to know. So when I was younger, I said I was not going to have sex until I was married. And I was like convinced of that. And then, like you mentioned, the surroundings. There is pressure. Mm -hmm. The pressure is real. Yeah. You know, so um, I didn't really know why I didn't want to. So I didn't have information. So that's why I think asking questions, really getting to know, listening to this episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, getting to know why um, it is important to you and why you guys shouldn't yep. engage before you do get married is, is going to be important than talking about it. Because you will, you do want to know. You don't have to physically have sex with somebody to, to figure something out. Yep. You can ask some questions yep. about what they expect. What are the expectations? Yeah, you know? it's important. Um, so questions and i would also say and i don't think this is something that i have shared with you before (laughs) spicy (laughs) Um, but the pressure of being with a woman with a child Mm. is it was a real thing uh i've been i've done the nice guy thing i've been the nice guy for a long time and i've done fortunately I don't know why that was instilled within me. I think it's, you know, a, a combination of God's protection as well as me respecting my mom um, <laughs> and my older sister and just not wanting to misuse uh, women. And look at that. I have four girls. Wonderful. <laughs> look how that worked out. Um, but um, I, as we were in a relationship, it was just it, there was a level of frustration. I felt like a dummy. I felt mm. like there were moments where I just, there was this, the narrative that I had to combat of like, oh, this woman that you, you know, you love, you uh, like a lot. You want to be in a committed relationship with and whatnot. Dude, she already had a kid with another dude. Mm. You had, don't have a level of access that another dude has already had, mm. you know? Um, and I kind of, because I, in part, let that narrative get to me. We did compromise. Um, and my my boundaries weren't as high as they could have or should have been. And that's something that blended families are going to have to experience um, as far as the combating the, the other narrative, the other person, the other relationship, the former comparing ourselves or um, just struggling with believing that this is genuinely a new thing Hmm. this is this relationship is a new thing 
despite, in spite of the presence of a child and they serve as evidence. <laughs> they're amazing. They're, they're incredible human beings and individuals and we should deem them as such, but they also serve as evidence of something former. Um, they do. Yeah. And that is a, um, something that we are just, we have to work through in order for us to lay the proper foundation in order for us to do things correctly. Because if we're if we're caught up on what was, and this, uh, I believe it applies differently to both men and women, but I do believe that this can be a bit of a struggle. If we're, if we're caught up on that, then we end up making mistakes and skipping oh, yeah. steps. It was rough. It was rough for mm-hmm. us. Um, and that's part due to history. Yeah. Last. And it's not. I think I knew that. I don't think that was new news for me. You can probably just tell. That's the, <laughs> the assessing. I was just talking. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's a real thing. And then I don't want to speak on your behalf. So, what's the narrative that you had to combat as a single parent? My narrative: I didn't think I was going to get in a relationship until um, Linnea was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, nobody would want to date me as a single parent. And um, my view on sex was so skewed. It was not healthy at all. Um, So I really didn't, I really, I didn't know what to expect or how it should be. I never experienced it the right way. Uh, So obviously, because I was never married before, one. And two, it was just this, like, it it wasn't about me at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think coming into a healthier relationship um a healthy relationship it was difficult um because i didn't i actually really didn't know what i deserved i didn't think about me deserving anything really Mm -hmm. um but more so what what could i offer you know and i felt like uh i didn't feel like being a single mom was a bad thing or single parent was a bad thing but it wasn't just me that the, the person was going to have to consider. Yeah. That's what I was stuck on. I wasn't going to settle for anything less. Um, so if the person was a decent guy, even if he was a little bit chunky, yeah. um, <laughs> as long as he had good morals and um, loved Jesus and and would and loved my daughter, then I could do that. But I really didn't think about like the sex part of it, honestly. Hmm, for sure. Do you feel like you... Um, felt pressure to engage in that with me because of where we were or um, where you were I think a little bit of both because I had obviously had sex before because I had a kid Um, I wanted you to know that I did want that with you Hmm. you know but I also was like super attracted (laughs) and I just Mm -hmm. you know it was hard to you know I didn't understand how to to navigate those feelings properly um because I'd never experienced it like that before. She's using past tense terms, and we're going to have to address well, you that. Because you asked me okay. for in past tense. I'm so obviously attracted to you. We still... Okay, hey, let's hey, not get into hey, that. Hey, 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 let's not do it. Yeah, let's, let's not, not do it. Hey. We can go there. You hey, want to go there no, right now? No, I don't. Okay, then. The listeners don't want to go there <laughs> either. That's great. Turn off the mic. <laughs> uh, um, well, we've been talking about it a little bit, but how we uh, have suffered a bit. 
um, as a result of our Not a decisions. Bit. It was a lot in the beginning yeah. of marriage. It was freaking rough. Yeah. Be real. <laughs> and I think, again, we're talking about becoming stuck before commitment. And yes, there was the declaration that uh, we are getting married. We said our first date, we don't want to entertain anything that does not end up in marriage. So that was clear as far as where we were headed, what we were doing. Again, we had the accountability. Again, we had... We were courting for nine months before we started dating. Yep. Okay, so it wasn't like, oh, first date, let's get married. Yeah, (laughs) so we had plan in place and everything was ready to go essentially so that there was the commitment outside of making things officially committed um, and that being our covenant relationship and that being finalized um, before man and before God. So because we fell short of that, it's something that, again, it affected. We were still building that that foundation and it affected our ability to do so. It affected our ability to ask certain questions, have certain conversations, address certain issues or um, and much of what I propose on this podcast is a result of our literal experience and some of the missteps that we made. There are some conversations that I don't recall us having, having, um, whether how we were going to do the, the custody thing deliberately or how we were going to navigate the in-laws and just these really, these details that you have the opportunity to kind of figure out prior to or, or during the courtship phase, because you're thinking clearly, but because we weren't, because we did enter a phase of horn doggum. Um, what? It, it's horn a horn doggum. Horn horn doggum, and it really just became about our attraction and just the the lust like that how we. How often can we get away together? Yeah, like it was week. just it really just be it, it became about that. And this is guys, this is while we were in ministry school. Okay, we got kicked out. We got kicked out. <laughs> you guys are learning some stuff today. Um, <laughs> we got kicked out. We returned as married well, as married people. It's babe. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, it was because I, you know, great. Doing other things. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. So we were our uh, again. Cur- our filter was sabotaged, and our just our ability to think and function clearly was messed up. So we were we were we found ourselves bound and kind of stuck. While yes, there were commitments present. Um, it was just, it was, it was warped. It wasn't what it, it, it should have been in order for us to do things the right way. Yeah. And you know, for, for us, we knew better. Mm-hmm, 100%. So a lot of people don't know better. Yeah. So they don't feel that guilt or shame, um, or that high. Cause there isn't high when you, you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah. There's this like certain kind of excitement and then so when you get married and it's okay that ex- that, t- that same type of high or yeah. excitement's not there so it's confusing and that's part of why there was some difficulty was with us when we first got married and yeah. started having sex it was like how come it doesn't feel the same yeah and it was because um we knew better yeah and we still decided so not it's not always going to feel that way for people you're not going to feel like I said, mentioned earlier, you're not going to feel the negative ramifications right then and there until after the fact, yeah. you know, that you see what it should have been. And then there is the, and that's oftentimes why people we will talk about in another episode cohabitation, but that is 
oftentimes why people don't move toward commitment or mm. establishing uh, permanence in their relationship, marriage and whatnot, because they're already doing everything. You're doing everything that well, like what's off. What's the point? What's what, the difference? What's off limits? Mm-hmm. Where where are the boundaries and whatnot? And that causes us to become a bit complacent mm-hmm. um, in our relationship. And again, we'll talk about that. I expect some people are engaged for ten years. Yeah. What is the different? What is the point? Yep. You're literally doing everything. Yeah. And I mean, there obviously is a point. What's the commitment that you're going to get? Exactly. So is abstinence. A realistic option is the question, the next question, as well as the question that some of the people listening are asking themselves, is abstinence a real option? And this is not something that, although we believe that God uh, created the covenant relationship that is marriage, because think about it, guys, did a bunch of dudes get together and be like, you know what, (laughs) what we're going to do is commit to one woman. We're going to, we're going to just... We are going to, despite the fact that we have these these urges and the you know desire, the ongoing desire to do it, let's go ahead and commit to one woman. I don't think that was a man thing. And then you think about women getting together and having a little council and saying upon themselves, "Hey, what we're going to do is we're going to get these men to commit." No, that, that that's not something that they did. I can only imagine a group of women going to men and being like, "Hey, what we want to do." <laughs> is we want you guys to commit to one of us at a time. No, that's just not something that happened. This was something that God ordained, um, and he did so for a purpose. And that's what we're leading with. And we are a byproduct of culture as well as the outside of outside influences, the lack of instruction in our own homes um, growing up, and, and therefore our own mistakes as well. Yeah, I didn't, nobody had a conversation with me about sex until after I had already had sex for yep, the first time. Absolutely. Like, nobody. And so, you're right, that lack of that is, is real. Uh, and the but you, the question about abstinence, I think absolutely it's possible. Yeah. And the reason it's more difficult, though, is because what we see around us, mm-hmm. culture, pornography, is a huge aspect in that. Um, because... Just because you have the desire, guys have the desire, doesn't mean it's a strong yeah. until they've either seen it, right, or they've been spoken to about it, Absolutely. and it, there's this pressure. It's not like guys are just walking around that and they need to. That's not that's yeah. not real. Um, the desire grows once you experience it. Exposure, Facts, for sure. Exposure. So um, I, I personally know a handful of people that did not have sex until they were married. So I know it's possible. Yeah, it is. And it's a... Uh, it is a realistic option. It is, despite the how difficult it's suggested to be. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because of personal experience and whatnot, the narratives that we have to combat when we are dealing with the blended family circumstance. It, it and then there's just one of the more popular threats to the ability to abstain until the ultimate commitment, that being marriage tends to be, well, I need to give it a run before I need to know what I'm working with before I commit my life to it. That's just so crazy to me because what, what, so, oh, so sex is not as amazing as you expected it to be. So you're not going to be with that person. So nothing else matters (laughs) in that relationship. Yeah. Or people think, what am I supposed to do that? What are we supposed to do in, in, in place of that? Get to know the person. Yeah. Especially if it's a blended family, there's Mm -hmm. a lot to get to know. 
Like, cause when you start binding yourself to person, to some, to an individual and you're sleeping in the same room and the kids are seeing that and then you guys are broken up. God, it's so, that's so, it's not fair. Yeah. One. And then you're setting the tone for the kids to be like, that's normal. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now they have a skewed perspective about it. And so guess what? They're growing up to be those same kids, that the same people that are needing it. Absolutely. Supposedly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. So there's a lot to combat. Especially considering it takes some willpower for sure. Our surroundings. It mm-hmm. takes some willpower. You obviously when you do find somebody that you like and that you can see yourself with for the rest of your life, you desire to be with for the rest of your life. Um, sure, there are the there you, there is nature that you have to combat to a degree. Um, but guys, my stomach is grumbling. <laughs> okay, I haven't. I need to Does eat. That eat. I I had I, I had a bar oh, earlier. Babe. It was good. Um, <laughs> it's talking loud. It's talking loud. Reading right after this. Okay. Um, but abstinence is not just fruitful. It is not just something that God blesses, but it also means for a more committed relationship. It really does. It really does. When you can say to an individual, like, I'm willing to to wait for this thing to connect in this capacity, then you are saying that there are other things in life and in your relationship that are also significant. And those things at this moment take precedence. Um, like I'm going to be, I am going to be making love with this woman for the rest of my life. And I look forward to that. And the little bit of time that we had while we were courting and in that relationship, it was brief. Yeah. It came and it went. And, and then we have, 50 plus years of you, just engaging in this. I'm glad you added a plus to that. Yes, I did add a plus, dude. Okay. I don't know. All right. Um, so it's, it is well worth it. And it really allows for you to learn yourself, to learn this individual, to learn yourself in relationship, to, to learn these kids, to mm-hmm. really see things clearly um, so that you can see make See things clearly because sex is blinding goggles. Sex goggles are real. And PSA, it really does get better as you get to know the person. You there's a different connection. There's a different. There's a different comfortability. Um, There's different things you can ask. There's different. There's. It's easier to say if you don't like something or Mm -hmm. if you did like something. It does actually get better. So even if you're just testing it out before, yeah, um, you're not gonna know. You're not going to know, you know, in the first couple months. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Because if it, for us, if sex was the same from when we first started having it, mm-hmm. that would not be great for us. Yeah. It would. And it's great now. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Um, and it's been something that. Not past tense. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and it, as she mentioned, it's something that's evolved and it's deepened our connection. It yeah. really has. As we've grown, as we've developed and experienced life, it's only better because we know each other more. We're more vulnerable with one another and our desire for one another is only strengthened. Um, but if all those things follow our commitment to, to each other, all those things are built upon a foundation of commitment. Hopefully they don't hear this stuff on the mic. It's my stomach. Um, So I will say, and that kind of alludes to the last question, um, and that being, what does sex mean early on uh, based on your understanding versus what it means now? Oh, for us? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for me, 
I had to tell myself it was okay, like a lot in the beginning. Like, I don't know why. Yeah. Um, it was for a long time, if I'm being transparent, sex was dirty to me. Like, I was just literally there for, like, it was not about me at all. Yeah. So it was just like this difficult thing for me. Um, and so I had to tell myself it was okay. And that it was okay. Like, now that we're married, this is good. Yeah. This is a good thing. Yeah. So, um, I was uncomfortable in my body. Um, God, I don't know how transparent I can be, but I was, it hurt. <laughs> you know, it was, it was hard in the mm-hmm. beginning. No pun intended. Whoa. <laughs> it was, anyway, it was, my body was really adjusting to yeah. things. And so it was, it was, it was a little confusing for me in the beginning. And again, because of past history one and our, and our history yeah. at that point. So it did take a little bit for me to adjust. And then really it was through conversation and talking about things after. Um, I think it's so healthy to do that, to, to figure out, Hey, did like, if, you know, we enjoyed it or if there was something that, you know, either of us didn't like or something we wanted to try yeah. or like, let's just be real. Like just those things that, you know, different, I, I, I hate the word fantasies, but different things that, um, I didn't, I never had any of those things until I started engaging in yeah. healthy sex. And I was like, Oh, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, so I, I, for me back then it was hard. Um, now, we, can, we I mean, it can be, sometimes it's super casual and yeah. we're like, Hey, you want to do it? <laughs> <We're> like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's those intimate, those, when we, t- when I, I heard couples talking about healthy couples talking about how sex should be yeah, and how it is connection and intimate and this beautiful thing, yeah. you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. And I was, that was, I did not understand that until I experienced it with you. Yeah. And it's this crazy it's beautiful yeah you can see why god made it for marriage absolutely um because god if i if i experienced that i mean i don't think you could outside of personally i don't think you could outside of marriage but if i if you experience that with different people there's it's not valuable yeah anymore it's just not so personally for me that's awesome um for you sir uh for me it was uh it was kind of rooted in affirmation Mm -hmm. for myself i it was selfish in that I was kind of the typical, as I mentioned earlier, there was, although there was a desire to, to satisfy you, much of that was rooted in receiving affirmation concerning mm. my performance, mm. so to speak. And to be honest, you kind of became my reward system. So in, from my perspective, sex would serve as evidence that you recognize my efforts, that you valued my contribution to you know our relationship our family and you also recognized you know the things i'm doing outside of my home as far as work ministry and uh, just it was just this warped perspective concerning like what sex is about and how it served me on top of you being fulfilled and totally satisfied during sex so it was it was corrupted in my perspective and what it is now it is something that we get to do for the sake of connecting with each other and it is fun it's something that there's there's something that something that develops over time is just a respect 
respect for you, respect for your desires concerning sex, and respect for your personal experience and perspective. And there's still moments when that's not an easy thing to do. Because there still is the ongoing desire and whatnot. It's not what it once was. Because as you mentioned earlier, as far as like, you know, this idea that young men, men are just constantly, they just have to do it. That's just not the case. Mm -hmm. Like, sure, we have our hormones going and um, there are our moments of whether something crossed our mind we could look at a, a stop sign and see the curves of it oh, <laughs> just oh uh, <laughs> but there are moments where we we have just like there are there is this type of arousal whether it's happening mentally or literally um happening in our bodies or whatever but it's a moment and it passes and we proceed with our life our day and we can put those things to something that's a bit more valuable. Oh. It's just like, you know, when you have any other desire, you don't just satisfy every desire that yeah. you have. Like, yeah. sometimes I want to punch people in the face. <laughs> I don't do that. Yeah. Right? It's probably not good for me to do that and probably not good for them to be punched in the face. <laughs> um, legitimately. So, yeah. just because it's a desire doesn't mean it's something that we have to satisfy then and there. How yeah. much more rewarding is it to yeah. me? Yeah, absolutely. It's so rewarding. Yeah. And I used to take the, um, the, whether rejection, I used to interpret it as rejection when you, yeah. you either didn't want to, or, uh, upon asking, or you didn't have your own desire to kind of chase me down and mm-hmm. make it happen. Mm-hmm. And those are things as a man, um, I still, I still have to, I, I don't want to use the word combat, but I have to acknowledge that those thoughts and feelings still exist. Um, and whether they're because of, my manhood or because I'm still exercising some of the former thoughts and beliefs and whatnot. Uh, there's just so much more stability in the approach to it because those things combating those narratives and whatnot, they would make me unstable. I would allow them to make me unstable. Yeah. I think that your communication around it is good too, because sometimes there is not a desire for me, but I know that this is something that we need, like we need to do yeah. to connect. And so being able to communicate about that stuff mm-hmm. and not like, oh, I have to do this for you. Yeah. But I know just like with anything, if you see, I might not want, you might not want to talk about my day at work, mm-hmm. but you're going to ask because, you know, I might need to talk about it. And so I think it's the same thing in marriage and the communication around this is huge yeah we can't before you're married when you're married it's huge and so i think understanding where each other are at what why we might need to engage or even just talk through that is and not ignoring the fact that it is a desire yeah from both ends yeah but men are built in such a way it's literally a relief in their bodies there's like a build-up yeah and the build-up happens typically after you do engage in sex it's not just all of a sudden there's a build-up their whole life again i want to reiterate that so it's not a thing that men just have to do so um yeah just wanted to say that so knowing that for you for with us you communicating why and you know when Mm -hmm. those things and how it helps you it helps me to better understand you yeah um and then it helps me to be in a place to where um you know 
I can kind of get past my own comforts as well. Yeah, and I'm grateful that you do because you have a good time. We, I can we, I can go a long time. Yeah, no, she uh, without ladies can. Yeah, because you're okay. I'm just gonna be real, and this is not every man. Yeah. Okay. Um, you satisfy me in so many other areas as well. <laughs> I'm being I'm being serious. Okay, I'm being sincere. <laughs> Um, that I don't feel like I'm lacking, <laughs> so I can go a long time without. Yeah. Um, but when I when we do, it's like, oh, what am I like? You know, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I? Why do I wait? <laughs> so weekly cycle, guys. <laughs> weekly cycle. This is a little too. This is a little too. too no, it's info. a good amount. It's a good amount of info. It's good. It's profitable. Cut some of it out. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> we'll see. Maybe the stomach grumbling. Um, but, uh, again, this is being, this is stuck without commitment and that being, um, sex, it allows for people to get stuck and to refrain from establishing that very necessary foundation, especially when it comes to the blended family. Oh my goodness. Is it, is it important to establish a foundation and sex can cause us to have the googly eyes to overlook some things, some red flags, and for us to move at a speed and in a direction that we shouldn't. Um, and you really do start ignoring the kids. Yeah. But not ignoring them, but you don't think about how it's going to affect them. Yeah. They watch everything. Mm-hmm. They watch everything. Our yeah. kids, I mean, our youngest, Amara, will tell us, kiss, kiss. Mm-hmm. And she said that, you know, your name was um, Papa and Babe. <laughs> <laughs> um, they watch it all. Yeah. And so you might think it's just this innocent thing. And you're just trying it out. And it's something that affects just the two of you alone. That's a lie. Yep. It's a lie. Uh, uh, significant ramifications for for better or for worse, depending on how we go about doing it. Um, awesome. Thank Is that you. it? That was it. Thank you for joining. Oh, wow. I know. It's a conversation. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm glad you were here for it. Me too. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> All right, people. Turn off the mic. <laughs> I am going to do that. Blenders, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Adios. Peace. Peace. Did I do that good? A little aggressive. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you heard something throughout the episode that could make all the difference. Please take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that blended goodness. Episodes are up and running on the second and fourth Wednesday of each month. Until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.